want the world, yeah, I want the world, yeah, I want it all, said I want the world, yeah, I want the world, I'm coming to get it, don't care what you heard, don't care what you heard, I'm taking it all, cause I want the world, yeah, I want the world, yeah, I want the world, it's the best in the game, best in the biz, about that time, and you know what it is, coming from Brooklyn, bringing that truth, never gonna lie, never gonna lose, always on top, keeping it steady, he'll make you tap out and you won't be ready, he got the suplex, breaking your back, now everyone in the world gonna listen to Taz. Alright, here we go, welcome, welcome to the Taz Show, yeah, here we go, a little Thursday action, Thursday City. Thursday Action Taz Show. Thank you for downloading the show on Spotify or TuneIn or iTunes. Very much appreciated, as you guys know. Gonna talk some NXT in this episode here. Uh, Seth is uh, producer Jones. Seth, hello. How are you, KFJ? Uh, I feel like hundred dollars. How are you, sir? Good. Um, very busy. I'm very busy uh, preparing here for things. I uh, put the video up. Well, not live, obviously. Should be live next week. Seth, give us something. Well, we're live right now, you and I. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I'm talking about live. Of course, uh, studio's looking good. Uh, there was a party he's waiting for. They found out went to Boston instead, but now he got that part. Who, so who, a party? What'd you say? A part. A part for the studio. So we're waiting on a part. What is it? We got the part. Now. We, yes. We're waiting on a part. Yeah, the flux capacitor. What are we like? Uh, yeah. We're like a Dodge Duster. Like what? What are we? Uh, like? oh, I heard about that. I heard yeah. you used to have one of those. Love yeah. the Duster. <laughs> Love the duster. Cl- Flux capacitor, Dynaflow Jones. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so we should do some final testing uh, tomorrow, and, and we should be good for Tuesday. I'm not going to say 100%. But Sounds like a load of hogwash, yes. but I'm going to bite. I'm going to believe you that we're finally going to be live next Tuesday. Reel them in. We got a little uh, throwback snack tomorrow. The mm. open is legit. I of course cannot, it is. Uh, you did a great job in mm. the production of it, producing of it, and- the guys, Andy and company, did a good job with the production of it. You produced it, but and Doug, I, Doug's the man. Doug too, right? I cannot wait for people to hear just the open. Oh, cool! I'm glad you like it. Don't and, don't oversell it. You're doing a little overselling, dude. It was good though. <laughs> it's good. No, yeah. it's really good. It's really good. <laughs> was I overselling? A little bit. I'd be like, uh, he said this open's great. It's all right. Well, maybe you're <laughs> right. Maybe that wasn't. Yeah, don't go with the oversell. Well, it's uh, it's a fair to Midland Open. How about that? Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's a men's amends, you know. It's passable. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, um, that was a good one. And thank you, by the way, for connecting with uh, Pete the Body, uh, the board op for Taz and the Moose, and you and him connected with yep. some of the sound effects store elements. So that yes. was nice. I'll get him some more too. Yeah, I think Moose gets upset uh, when um, some Taz show elements play, which let's, is funny. Let's be honest. As soon as the show is named Taz and the Moose, he was upset. Oh, I didn't say that you did. <laughs> I did. And, and, and Moose likes changed you. Since. And Moose likes you. I love the Moose. The Moose. <sighs> yeah. You guys are crushing it down there. It's going downstairs. pretty good. It's going over. There's, a, there's a little birdie that says that, are we going to have video next week on the Taz show? Tweet, tweet. That's, oh. that's, a, good, that's a possibility as well. <laughs> I am not. I am not I sticking my neck it. out for any of this because I, I do not have my hands on it. If I don't have my hands on it, I'm not going to say it. Looks there's a little birdie saying that uh, the company already might want to do video for Taz and the Moose. Sweet, you are a handsome devil. Shimmy crickets. <laughs> yeah, so that means I got to do video on two shows. So I got to start the dress code. You know how I am with that. So oh yeah, that's a problem. Orange ties. You still have those from SmackDown? Uh, what? No, I never. I, I, <laughs> you still have all those I, uniforms? I, 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 those suits? I, uniforms. They were suits, sir. They weren't uniforms. <laughs> SmackDown I'm uniform. Not, I'm not a mechanic. I mean, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not a plumber. You know, I work for a plumbing company. You know, Jumpsuit. I, it, Taz. It's, it's actually called a suit. A men's, men's suit, you know. I wear the required uniform. I still have 
many of the orange suits. When I was on SmackDown, I had so many different orange pocket squares, different configurations of orange and ties. And, you know, I humbly say I was one of the first guys. If you look at some early SmackDowns, Michael Cole was wearing like an old like SmackDown polo shirt. JR and King, uh, they were wearing like, JR was, uh, was wearing like a polo shirt. Uh, King was wearing like pajamas or something whatever he was wearing, <laughs> with his crown, and I was wearing a suit. I said to Kevin Dunn, I said, I, w- I want to be different than the other guys. You know, like, yeah, wear a suit. And Lordy B, I started the whole thing. Vince sure, loved it. I was going to say, Vince must have loved that. Geez, Taz looks great, Kevin. Oh, my God, you look great. <laughs> Damn it, everyone should be wearing suits. Why, what, why, Cole, why are you wearing a polo shirt? He got screamed at. <laughs> I, I want to know when uh, Vince turned into Mr. Costanza. So. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he went off on Cole because he's like, you got to wear suits too. And then like two weeks later, JR got to talk to him. JR's like, thanks, Taz. Appreciate it, buddy. Like, I got him all these guys wearing suits. Nice. I didn't mean it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to get into a little NXT here. But, yeah. uh, so uh, I think I should <sighs> maybe give a little preview of... The throwback snack for tomorrow before I get into NXT with you. And you watch NXT? I watched. Most I of did. It. I watched most. Of I it. sure did. Um, I wonder. Get a little preview on. Uh, tell people what match it's going to be. The snowback Jones. Uh, snow. Uh, throwback snack Jones. Snowmax smack smack yeah, smack them pack them rack them. You've only been up since three. It's okay. You should maybe say that right. It, uh, are you we going to go with the one uh, that uh, that you know that we might go with the old school? Mm-hmm, that one. All right, I'll say it right here. We'll say it right here. Uh, from, I believe, I'm not looking at my notes, but I know the match, and I know where it was done. And you'll have more detail in the podcast tomorrow, the Throwback Snack Podcast. It is the legendary rivalry, war, battle, always gruesome, always nasty, always aggressive. This rivalry was, for old school fans, know it. Some new kids might not be too familiar with it. I'm talking about two legends and Abdullah the Butcher and Bruiser Brody. Yeah, I'm going to do a throwback snack on that, Seth. Those are two killers. Oh, yeah. And this match that I'm doing it from, when I do it tomorrow on the podcast, will be from 1981, I believe, from Japan. Which is even crazier. Yeah. It's going to be heavy. You know, you just reminded me that um, wrestling's changed so much and that there's there's a the pocket in time when wrestling was very violent and crazy, and you, obviously you lived it, that you'll never see again. Right. It's not going to happen again. So it's, it, this stuff is, for people who got into wrestling or uh, younger fans, to go back and see what wrestling was like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's, it's, it's amazing. It's different. It's a, it was a different, it was a different uh, sport. I'll call it a sport. It was a different sport, and it was a different time. Yeah, no, you're right. And you know what? Um, and WWE with the WWE Network, obviously, is doing an excellent job with that, and where you can relive so many old matches and shows. And as we talked about last podcast on Tuesday about Mid Atlantic, and I think you know where I'm going here. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to go too much detail on it. I don't think I, I'd just rather not. I understand, but I know you and I were talking offline, and I think WWE, and I'm going to help you, WWE, and anyone who listens to me from WWE and stooges it off to Vince and Kevin or whoever's doing that, because I know there's a bunch of you guys. So that's cool. So here's the thing. To you folks that work in WWE, here's a little heads up. Police and be careful what you're airing on the WWE Network with some of those old shows. Because some of things that are being said were said in the early 80s on television or cable television. And we live in a different world now. You got to be careful what is said. WWE, just pay attention to what you're doing. 
Let's, yeah. I guess it's fair to just give them a little, little heads up. Like yeah, that. we don't. This is not that kind of show. We're not going to get into a whole uh, political discussion. No. But, no. It, but one other thing that it reminded me of too is like. Uh, guys back in the day would do anything to get, as you guys say, the heat. Yes. You know, they would say anything, they would do anything. And and people don't realize that Ric Flair invented the cool heel, but before he was cool, he was nasty. Was nasty, mean heel. Uh, and physically he was, and verbally he was. Very much so. Many, not just Rick. There were so many guys. Yes. That but I'm just saying, like, Rick is the guy everybody thinks was, you know, because before, when he, when he was bragging about his stuff, it was cool, but before that, there was a time right before he really got on TBS and went crazy in the Horseman, when he was just really, really, he was the most hated guy in the sport. Yep, yep. And yep. he, there was no like twinkle in his eye. He was all nasty. I no, I totally agree. Uh, before we get rolling and I get into talking NXT here with you, I want to uh, tell you about uh, you know I talked about this uh, last podcast. I, you know, it's an uncomfortable topic that guys don't want to talk about, and when it's when you're talking about guys, guys don't want to talk about their health. And um, they they certainly don't like talking about issues with their manhood, and, and that's understandable. And, you know, ED is not something to be ignored. Erectile dysfunction, it's a serious topic. Uh, it's definitely a it's a check engine light uh, that your body just flipped on uh, to say, hey, man, there's something going on, something's not right, something's not copacetic. And um, in a lot of cases, issues with uh, performance are an indicator of a larger underlying uh, health concerns and issues. So, guys... Don't ignore it. It's uh, it's a very very serious thing. And um, but you know, there's a company that supports the Taz Show. Therefore, I support them also, and I believe in them. Uh, called Roman. Roman is a men's health company focusing on helping men fix things, get healthy, and get inspired. Uh, and you know, uh, ED isn't a condition that only affects uh, you know older older you know Caucasian men. Uh, over 52 percent of all men experience some form of ED. That's 20% of men in their 20s, 30% in their 30s, 40% in their 40s, uh, so and so on. So, you know, uh, guys want access to medication, you know, but but you need a prescription. So uh, there are t- so many, as you guys know, so many shady and sketchy online pharmacies that ship pills, you know, with, that are filled with printer ink or floor wax. It's disgusting and gross. you got to be careful what you put in your body. So, uh, in fact, 80% of all Viagra uh, purchased online is counterfeit. And shipped from Chinese and Canadian uh, and Indian pharmacies. So, uh, for the first time in history, though, Roman has built a platform that allows you to legally get access to ED medication through online telehealth. So, how Roman works is basically Roman handles everything from online diagnosis to prescription delivery. That means you can get medication shipped to your door without even leaving your couch. Five-minute online visit. Answer questions about your medical history and let your physician know if you have a medication preference in your online visit. Uh, U.S. licensed physicians. Okay, within two hours, a a U.S. licensed physician will review your treatment and request, I should say, treatment request, I should say, and write a prescription if if appropriate. So that's pretty cool right there. Uh, uh, Medication delivery for free. Roman, uh, the Roman Pharmacy Network will ship your medication free uh, in a discreet packaging marked RHP and refill automatically every month or quarter. So, and as you guys know, I have a great uh, a great offer for you guys. It's real uh, real simple deal. Go to getroman.com slash T-A-Z. That's getroman.com slash Taz. Offer is basically simple, man. $50 off your first month. Uh, visit getroman.com slash T-A-Z. That's Taz. So, there you have it. Now, NXT. Uh, we'll get flown into this here. <laughs> uh, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. You know, and to be uh, totally honest, as you know, I am. 
on the Seth, they call me. Um, I haven't watched NXT in a little while, so you know, I, I, <laughs> me too. I, I watched the last War Games, and I haven't been really back since, and it, it was good. I really, I, um, I really enjoyed. It. I know it started with Shane. I know you want to talk about it, so go ahead. Excuse me. <laughs> you're telling me now. I didn't want to talk. start talking about it, so you know, oh, I, I can. If you, you want. You're telling me what I'm going to talk about. You know, yeah. I'm going to talk about Shayna Blazer. That's what you're telling me. I think so. You're she, wrong. Because she was just like she's no, just like you. You're wrong. I'm going to talk about her. I'm just not going to talk about her now. Hot okay. shot. Okay. Oh, you're, now you're playing producer <laughs> co-host, right? I work with a guy like that. Please stop. Okay. I don't tell me what I'm going to talk about. So what do you want to talk about? I'm going to talk about the cold open. Hot shot. Listen and learn something. Okay. Okay. Undisputed error. Cole Fish and O'Reilly. Okay, the the show started off, uh, you know, with these guys in a cold open. I I really enjoyed what they did because they did something subtle and different, which you don't see that much. You do see it a little bit with NXT and WWE programming sometimes, but not often. And if it happens more than I've seen it, then maybe I missed it. Um, cutting a promo. Uh, into the camera is almost like a lost art in WWE. You don't see it that much. And if you go back and watch the cold open before Shayna Blazer uh, wrestled Dakota, Dakota Kai, if you go watch and watch uh, Fish O'Reilly and Cole, uh, Adam Cole, they basically, they were shooting them and they're kind of handling these guys a little bit. It felt very NWO-ish. And even their music has that wah-wah guitar. Wah, 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 wah. I, I don't agree with any of that. I think it's. I, I don't agree with making the making the packaging, the imaging, the video imaging. I don't agree that that should be anything like the NWO or DX or any other faction. Let these guys be themselves. Triple H, those days are gone. Okay, it's hmm. not WCW. It's not NWA with the War Games. Uh, you're a creative, smart guy, Triple H. Let's get your guys, your team together, your men and women, and, and get creative and be innovative. You don't have to recreate the NWO. And these are three guys, Triple H, that you have, Cole Fish and O'Reilly, that are awesome talents. Triple H, you have a great eye for talent. And these guys are ultra-talented on the mic and in the ring. Let them go. Let them do their thing. You don't need to recreate the NWO. Okay? But I do like that Triple H and company were cool with them talking into the camera. Okay? Which made it feel personal. Makes it feel real. And that's what these guys did. Um, it, it, I, I enjoyed the cold open. And then sometimes uh, a cold open can get lost if it's a three-hour show or two-hour show. NXT is only 50-something minutes. So it's not even a one-hour show. Well, let's just call it one hour for, for the hell of it. Um, so you can remember it. You don't have to forget it and move on. So, you know, that's the difference here with... When I go in and do my breakdown and break down a show, Seth. Okay, I don't go. Okay, let's go. Shayna Blazer. Okay, then they're going to, oh no, Russell Mendoza. No, I, I, I don't do that. You've been working with me for three years. So you, for you to even imply that is insulting. I, I didn't imply that. I didn't mean that. No, you basically said, okay, now you want to talk about Shayna. So go ahead. That's what you said. I did. I apologize. And by the way, when I shot a uh, little video, Jones, about the fancy Dan new studio we'll be in next week. Mm hmm. Lordy B, Lordy B, you got ripped for your Steve Jobs wardrobe. That's okay. Oh, my God. Turtleneck City. I could not feel the tweets of that your clothing looked too <laughs> tight. You're wearing tight clothes. I gained weight. That's why. No, you gained weight. You're yeah. about 120 pounds. I mean, so. It's not true. You know, and oh, my God, the turtleneck. Please don't wear a turtleneck no more. And, and everyone was just, the rippage was bad. People hate you as it is. You that's know fine. You I'm going to get more turtlenecks now. <laughs> You think I care? I'm buying more turtlenecks. That's right. You go, I'm going I'm to change get, my name, too. I'm getting more turtlenecks yes. now. I'll show you. 
I'm be the Steve Jobs J. You want to yeah. make fun of me? I will nah. now. Uh, I will get more turtlenecks, and that's nah. what I will do. So, nah, yeah, same. Yeah, we got some yeah. turtlenecks. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Delio is uh, the, the cold up was great, and uh, I wanted to lay that down for you right there. I want to talk about that real quick. Now on to Shayna Blazer and Dakota Kai. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on the arm drag. Uh, it was funny, you know. <laughs> uh, I gotta tell you, for about I don't know, man, maybe ninety eight percent of the show, I hit mute. I can't listen to the announcing anymore. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to come out and critique Morrow's announcing or any of the guys there. I just, uh, Morrow, just, I, I've given my opinion. He's a pro and he's prepared. And his voice, his pipes, his voice, set, he's got a, a professional voice. I went into a lot in the past here on my show about his levels of, and how he gets, it's, it gets crazy. I'm not going to do it anymore, guys. So I'm not going to go come out here and critique um, negatively uh, his announcing. I'm done because it's, it's a, I don't want to be a broken record. Um, and no one's helping him. No one is giving him information to fix some things. And, I, you know, so I just, it's best if I just stop because I'm not going to, I don't want to keep talking about it. So I muted it. The bulk of it, I, I muted it uh, because um, the first thing that turned me off right in the first match, right as I think it was in Shayna Blazer's entrance, they, for those that are new to this, this podcast or to the Tash or whatever, um, you know, I'll give you some inside terms. I'll try and explain them. They, uh, from an announcer vernacular, they threw the B-roll. Okay, so what does that mean? Uh, that means the lead play-by-play guy throws verbally says, uh, let's go to some footage of whatever two weeks ago in you know, whatever Detroit, Michigan, you know something like that, you know, and that, that's B roll footage. The A roll footage is what you're watching while like the main show is A roll. So that would be Shayna Blazer's entrance is the A roll at that time. So then they go to the B roll, which in this case was at the Performance Center, and um, in Orlando for NXT. Here's my problem: his throw was fine, um, his verbiage was fine. The problem was his voiceover, because it wasn't live audio that he was doing. I know the show wasn't live. Let me use the right words, because I know what I'm saying. I don't want to explain, not to be condescending towards anyone, but he's doing live-to-tape commentary with his two partners. And then instead of instead of them having, and this is not Morrow's fault, instead of him throwing live-to-tape to the B-roll footage, he did it in post, as we call it. You know what that means, Seth? Most yes. Post-production, that's what that means. So he either did it after the show or, you know, the next day, or maybe they had him do it from his home on a mic, something. Um, that's not his fault. What his fault is, his levels, he sounded like he was doing a read when he did the throw to Performance Center. I feel I'm not just qualified to talk on this. I feel I'm an expert on this because I've done this hundreds and hundreds of times for WWE and TNA. Michael Cole and I, JR and I, mostly Michael Cole and I, especially on SmackDown because we were live to tape. Dude, we did this all the time. We have did it from the studio in Connecticut. We've done it from, in TNA, I've done it from home, in my home studio. I've done it in, in you know, email a file to Nashville. I've done it in little audio booths at TV tapings, you know, so... Announced talent, not just wrestling announced talent, broadcasters know 
when you do a voiceover, you got to try to match your level that you did when you were live to tape. I'm giving you real inside stuff here that you will not get detail like this on any friggin' wrestling podcast anywhere. I guarantee you. <laughs> you agree? I believe you. Yeah, well, who else has your experience? So, well, JR does. But I don't yeah. think JR is going to get into this detail. That's not, what know, he, he, that's not what he focuses yeah, on. Yeah, he knows how to get into He's qualified to get into this detail. Of course. But he just he doesn't. That just, that's his, JR's option. I love JR. He's my man. You know that. But, but anyway, uh, the thing is, you got to do like what I used to do. I'm real pull back the curtain for you. I used to, if I was doing it, a voiceover line to throw the B-roll from home, or if I was doing it in a studio two days later, or in an audio trailer at a TV taping the next day, I would always tell the audio technician, please let me hear the last 10 seconds of my original commentary so I could match my throw, my voice, my, my octaves, and that's what you do. That makes sense. And that's that's what you do. Mara's been around a long time. I don't know why. I don't know if he did that or not. I don't want to accuse the man of that. All I know is if you go back and listen to this, his levels dropped immensely. I also blame whoever the audio technician was. Did a horrible job on the mix. Okay? The mix was done very badly. Um, I know when I worked on SmackDown all those years... Um, I worked with an audio technician named Chris Argento, who's in charge of most uh, audio technicians there now. Chris is the best. No one's ever heard of Chris, but Chris is the best audio guy I've ever worked with in my life. No disrespect, Seth. Sorry. That's okay. But but None he, taken. in TV especially, Chris is just special. Um, I don't think Chris knew about this because <laughs> Chris would never let his technicians do this. Was, and I'm not he saying might know now. He might know now. This was bad. This and I don't know if this happens. A lot. I haven't watched NXT in a while, and I know I spent a lot of time on this because I'm passionate about it. That's important. That makes the show sound straight. Now, someone said, "Well, why can't he just do it in the live to tape while he's sitting in the announce booth? Why can't he just totally the, because he might not know." In defense, tomorrow, the writers might have put this in after the fact. Triple H might say, you know what, I want to show this footage, which actually was, was kind of cool footage. Oh, yeah. Uh, what they showed uh, uh, Shayna choking out a girl that was trying to change. Like, Let me show you how to do that, that rear naked choke, whatever. And um, and then she put the rear naked choke on her and all that stuff. You know, it was cool. It was a very different. Good way to put heat on Shayna Blazel, you know. Um, well, one other thing about the announcing, too, because I did listen. So, sometimes I forget Percy's even there, and all yeah. of a sudden you'll hear his voice. It's like it's like it's, it's almost too it's too much. Too no, many. The, the guy really doesn't bring anything to the table. There's three guys too, though. It's just he, like he doesn't know when to jump in. You know, almost three man booth's very hard, especially when you're new. And he's new, and and uh, and I uh, and I got news for you. Um, what's his name is new also. Uh, he's not doing this a long time. Nigel. Uh, Nigel. I know he did it for Ring of Honor. I know that, but new means. You know, if you don't have you know, 100-plus shows under your belt, you're new. You need a lot of shows, you know, I'm talking about as a commentator, in my opinion. Yep. Um, I kept evolving. I knew I, I would make a lot of mistakes, but I would also get better. I had great coaching, though. I had guys like Michael Cole really helped me. I had guys like Kevin Dunn. I had guys like Vince McMahon who would sit with me and say, try this, do this. No kidding, man. Like, and you're a hard worker. And, and, and yes, and JR would spend a lot of time with me, you know what I mean? So... I, and when I was first on, so I would be all ears listening to those guys, you know. Um, and I learned a lot, you know, from them. So, uh, but a lot, any, a lot less bumps too, right? But being well, announcing, yeah, yeah, no, that's the best part. Yeah, <laughs> no bumps. You kidding me? Um, so like I said, I, I did like the footage, though, but I muted. I muted the commentary, so I'm not going to give you much on the commentary. Um, I did. Um, I did like the footage that uh, they showed the B-roll stuff. I thought that was cool. I thought that was well done. 
Um, it's a good way to get heat. Uh, I, the match with Dakota, you know, I have no problem with the disqualification finish where, where you know, Shayna loses because she don't care. They're building her as an ice-cold, vicious shooter. I get it. You know, no I, disqualification. She just couldn't continue. It wasn't no. I had it. I had it. Uh, I had it. She muted. couldn't That's continue. Thank you for telling me. Yeah, okay, she okay. broke her arm. So no. Dis- oh. The, the, the hand down thing and she yeah, kicked yeah. it oh I thought it was uh, oh, that's right because then she went then back she went and put back, a choke yeah. on right right my bad my bad in the old school they would have reversed the decision right, right, and right, disqualified right. true but thank yeah. you for that thank you that's, yep. that's the problem you have it muted but I'd rather leave it muted because I, I <laughs> no I'm not kidding because I, I enjoy it better and I don't want to sit out here and rip the guy I, I just don't I just don't want to do it you know and, and I've, I've critiqued him and talked about him people know my, my st- I don't dislike him as a human um, but I just uh, you know Whatever. And you uh, actually complimented him on his boxing too. You said it's a different. He it sounds different when he's, he's doing much the more comfortable yeah. and he's better. Um, I would have done something a little different here with Shane and all. A little peeny bit here when uh, she the spot was cool. She broke the girl's arm, whatever. And then uh, then she comes in after the trainers are checking out Dakota, you know. And then she comes back in Shana and puts the, a rear choke on her. I can't remember what, what they're calling this choke. I'm sure Mara was yelling it out or one of the guys. I forgot to. Yeah, it's a it's a at the end of the day it's a rear naked choke with with, with the grapes and grape front legs are in. That's how I did the Taz mission. Same thing. Um, very similar, I should say. Well, the legs are the same, but the choke's a little different. Yeah, um, like a sleeper. It looks a little like an old school sleeper. Yeah, they're doing. Mm. It's it's a basic. It's a, you could put any name you want on it. These people can put any fancy Japanese name on it. All the everybody's a shooter. I get it. Everybody's tough. I understand. Everybody's got kick pit. I know. Um, I got it. It gets to a point where it's like if I was wrestling today, I would not do. I would not. I would not be like Taz was then. I would just because I'd want to be different. I would not do the shooter gimmick that I did. I did the shooter gimmick to be different. Because really, it was nobody coming off like that. I'm just picturing you being like Doink then. No, I wouldn't be Doink. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be Doink. But but on NXT, what I yeah. really enjoyed, a guy I really enjoy a whole bunch, is, is Velveteen Dream. And you're going to say that. Because he's different. He's yeah. different than everybody else. Not just because of the character, but he's not acting like he can beat everybody up. He's not acting like he's a shooter. He's not an MMA, 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 MMA. Submission, submission. Oh, stop. Everybody's the same. It's a good point. So it gets to a point. In my day, everybody had blonde hair. Everybody wanted to be Ric Flair. Everybody had blonde hair and was jacked. Everybody was like Hulk Hogan. You know, everybody. Yeah. You know, whatever. I'm a little ornery. <laughs> um, I think you could tell. I wonder why. Ember Moon run in. Uh, no problem here uh, at all. Uh, oh, back to my thing. I don't like that she went and put the rear choke on. On I would have went back to the arm. I know they're trying to build Shane's finish, but I would have went to like a, a Juju Katami, like a you know a cross arm breaker or or a Fujiwara arm bar, something, and focus on the arm. And make sure it's broken. Correct to show how succinct and dissecting she is of a human human's body part. That's what I would have done. You know, uh, in my opinion on this, instead of the rear choke. It feels like a little bit of a disconnect. You shattered this girl's arm, now you put the rear choke on. I know why they did it, because they want to build a finish. It's not the end of the world. I'm, I'm being a little picky, telling you what I would have done. Ember Moon running, no problem. All right, I think it's a little early to have her doing stuff with Ember. I would still build Shayna a little bit. I think Shayna's a little green. I don't care how tough she is and what she can do and who her friends are. She is still green. She's going to be great. She, she's got the athleticism. She's just not there yet. And I, you got to be careful, WWE. Don't force this girl down people's throats. She, she, she she's going to fail. Then just get, let her build. Let her build. Okay? I like, I like the bully uh, angle though, because um, like we talked about before, like everyone's a cool heel, and like bullies are not cool. 
and that, right, right. That, that'll definitely help. Well, her. I like that, but yeah. it's the shooter thing, you know. You got Sonya Deville, Sonya Deville doing the same gimmick in, on the main roster. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it, you, you can't have, you know, you, you got she's they're calling her something submission. I can't remember what they called her, but. That's Samoa Joe's a Samoan submission machine. Right. Like, what are we doing? Like, you know, I mean. Well, now the MMA is now like a form system for, for wrestling. Yeah, yeah but it's, mm. not, it's, yeah. But it's, it's all just, the same. I get your point. And someone yeah. say, well, she's real. That's okay. You know what? She's she's not at the level Sonya Deville is. I don't care who could win in a real fight because that don't mean shit. Okay? It don't matter. She's not uh, uh, the performer, the ability as a worker. Uh, to bring the, the facial expressions, to bring everything that it makes to be a successful pro, Sonya has down, you know, and Shana, Shana, Shana doesn't have that yet. You know, she will, and that's why she's in NXT, I guess. My point is someone say, well, Sonya Deville's not real. This girl's real. I, just, I, I know. That don't matter. No. Trust me, that don't matter. Kurt Angle was the realest guy uh, as a wrestler I've ever been in a ring with or a locker room with. Or whoever been in the business. He's the only gold medalist ever in, in, in the sport of pro wrestling. Okay. He is a very, uh, Kurt, as you guys know, is a very unique specimen because Kurt was one of the very rare few that was an, uh, the epic of epic of amateur wrestlers and could get to the epic of epic of pro wrestling. That doesn't happen that much. No. It doesn't. So, uh, and he did that, and that's very rare. I'm not saying Shayna Blazer can't do that. I'm sure she will, and I hope she does. I'm not knocking her. I'm being frank and real here. So, um, the, la, 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 la. the other thing was uh, in that match. Anything else jump out to me? Now? I think that's it. Anything else jump out to you on that? I, I liked. I liked uh, for even though she's inexperienced. I like her swagger though. I like the. I like she kind of Blazer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do too. She she, yeah. she carried the the bully thing well. I know I do too. It's just it's just you got to be careful because it's Sonya Deville. That's all I'm saying. And and uh, look at Oscar. Oscar, you know, okay, <clears throat> she does tons of submission, tons of kicks. She's tough. She's the, you know, it's a lot of the same. You know, it's a lot of the same. Uh, wrestling's really evolved. It's funny, you know. It, it's now called sports entertainment, but it seems like these guys are bringing more physicality. And realness to the ring than ever before, yeah. and that's great. And you should, and that's how it should be. And it's always been physical, but, but it's the same. It's the same. Look at a guy like you mentioned, joking around, doing the clown. Well, back in the day, if you watched Matt Bourne work as Doink or not Doink, especially as Doink, watch Matt Bourne back in the day. Go to WWE Network and watch Doink when it was Matt Bourne. That guy was a friggin' killer. Okay, and he was in a clown costume. Okay, <laughs> and he would beat your ass. He, if you weren't picking up your work rate in that ring, he'd stretch you, shoot on you, and beat the piss out of you. And he was in a clown costume. So my point is, you don't have to. You know, I did the Tasmania gimmick, and I made sure I kept my credibility. That's important. You know, that's important as far as I think your work. You're talking about you know developing character as well. You know, yeah, right? Absolutely, yeah. I am. Yes, yes. Yes. Ah, yes. uh, then the next match, Seth, and my breakdown. Oh, you're doing great. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. You're doing a good, great job. Oh no, Mendoza. Uh, okay, so good match, good match. Um, I, I just I've said it in the past here. I, I oh no, I, I, I don't get it. I'm sorry. I, I just, agree. Something missing there for me. Like he's, he's a big, strong guy, but I, I, just it's, it's the it fact is not there for me. I'm sorry. He can work. He's physical. He seems like a frustrated Japanese strong style worker. He wants to be Japanese, I guess. I don't know what his deal is. Um, 
I like his finish, that form to the back of the head. I, yep. I like the way that he moves well for a big guy. Um, his his gimmick that he wears, I just think it looks very bad. He looks very amateur. He looks very it's bad indie. It just looks bad. You know, you uh, mentioned... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned... Oh, uh, hack. Yeah, hack alert. You yeah. mentioned uh, Bruiser Brody before, yeah. and I'm looking <laughs> at Cassius, I'm like... That's who you should be emulating. You know, you got the size, you got the you got the power. Like, you got to be a wild man. Stop with the yes. I don't know, like a little bit. I'm not saying you should be just like him. I'm saying I just I need, he needs to do something different. No, but listen to me. But that's not different because that was a legend in Bruiser Brody. I said, but, you know, and we saw guys uh, influence John Nord tried to be Bruiser Brody. True, like right during that, and, you know, and he John Nord was better in the ring uh, as acting like Bruiser Brody than he was being himself. I, I like the way John Nord worked for a big man. The thing with Ono, and I get what you're saying about Bruiser Brody, Bruiser Brody was one of a kind. Bruiser, Bruiser Brody wasn't playing, he, he he lived that gimmick, and he worked like he was scary. And when you watch the throw, throw, you listen to the throwback snack tomorrow, I'll bring you through it when he worked with Abdullah, okay? And I'll tell you a lot of stuff that you won't hear, uh, and like thoughts of that I had about Bruiser and Abby, okay? But here's the thing. Ono shouldn't act. Ono needs to find who he is. Ono needs himself. I'm saying, I, I just think that that what he wears in the ring and his body and he just looks schlubby. He look. He doesn't look. He's not. In, he doesn't look like he's in shape at all. And I'm not saying every guy in the ring's got to have abs and ripped. I Lord knows I wasn't with abs, but you know, you 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 have to you um. Uh, I'm thinking like Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is a st- stocky, thick, heavy guy. Uh, but Bray Wyatt looks like a professional. He looks like a pro. The way he dresses and what he wears, he's polished. You know what I mean? Ono's been working quite some years, and and you know, like I just, I think he's trying to be someone. So you're saying he should, he should watch it? No, he shouldn't. He, he no no. He needs to find who he is instead of trying to be somebody else. No, I, I agree. I just meant more of an influence. Like look, look, look at some look at some other guys and see if you could pick up something from them. Yeah. And obviously, I think we've learned. From in the past, that you have to be yourself. You got to bring something. You know, like when you became Taz, you were pissed, you were angry, and, and Paul tapped into that with you. Yes. So it's it's about finding that, and, and you didn't have had that right away. It's, no. It took a, a horrible thing to happen to you to to find that character, and that inspired me. Yeah. And that's what you have to do. You know. So um, not hating on a guy. I'm just saying. I think that that needs to be something's missing. Yeah, and 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 his wardrobe's a problem. Um, you know, he will if he ever gets to the main roster. I do not see Vince McMahon uh, going for that. What he's wearing in the ring, and uh, not just, just throw one of those Bludgeon Brothers jumpsuits on him. It could be the third Bludgeon Brother. There you go. Problem uh, solved. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. <so. laughs> I don't like those either, man. That's a different those conversation. Guys are, those guys, are, they're you know, legit. Yes, those guys are good. I'm man. just talking about the costumes. And no, no, no. We don't call it costumes. We those call are it gimmicks. Okay, yeah. so please, you like to use inside terms, and you want to be an insider, so use the inside term. You okay, don't, fair fair. don't say that. <laughs> I'll take this mic and throw it at your bald head. Okay, <laughs> you and your turtleneck. Okay, so I really don't care. So just I can please, be I careful. can buy and sell you. Don't say that. Buy and sell. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. This is why. See, this is why I want a guy like Moose, my broadcast colleague. I want him to hear the the the, the, the poopy that I have to deal with with producers because he talks about me that you know you've had six producers in three years and it's you know it's tough to work with you. Don't you realize that? I go no. <laughs> and he said, "Well, Mike Francesa, the legend." Oh, I heard this. Yeah, he had six producers in thirty years. Oh my God, I'm like Moose, shut up. 
Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not my fault. It's comments like you just made by saying the K word that makes me want to walk out of the studio and just run. Uh, I just I just I just wanted to like, you know. No, don't. Okay. Don't 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 you don't. Just just be you. Don't try to be, you know, otherwise I'll fire you too. It'll be Again? the fifth time. I know. It's like, Who are you? Were you George Steinberg on Billy Martin? <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> That's funny. No sports here. This is a wrestling podcast. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> so, uh, uh, that's not even our song. I know. You just make up this bad song. No, it's Betting the Jets. It's Taz and the Moose. No, right. That's true. Our song is done by the Right. So, Mendoza, Raul Mendoza is very good. This guy is, uh, Something else, man. He can work, man. He can do some cool stuff. Uh, big fan of this guy's athleticism. I thought these guys had a good match, like I said. I, I had no problem with the match. I just don't know. Uh, he can work, man. He can, he's, 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 he's oddly athletic. Like, it's it's almost like... Um, but you nailed it. It's the it factor. You yeah. don't get that... That you don't get that feeling when you see him. You know, and we're going to talk about some other guys that I think you do get that feeling Mick, from. Mick Foley... Was a guy when you looked at his body back in the day. Mick was not like some in great shape. Mick be the first guy to tell you that, but Mick had, had the it factor. You look at Mick even as Cactus Jack or or, or uh, Mick Foley or as uh, Mankind. Mankind. Thank you. What was the other gimmick with the tie dye shirts? What was he? Mick Foley? Oh, dude, love, dude, love. Thank yes. you. No matter what he was doing, you know, like Mick just you couldn't take your eyes off. He was him. riveting, man. It just mm -hmm. he was. That's why he's a legend. You know, I mean. So I'm not saying you got to be ripped with abs and vascular and 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 take your shirt off and and look like you know uh, whoever you know I'm not like Batista I'm not saying you got to be like that you know I, own I, who you are right yeah just but yeah but sometimes no matter how much you work at it dude like you just don't have it like that it just sometimes some guys just don't have it you know it's just even though you could wrestle and and you work hard and. Maybe you train a lot and just some. I'm not saying that's this guy's case. Oh no, I just think it's not helping his it factor the way he looks, the way he moves in the ring. I, I'm gonna give you. I'm, I, mean, I feel like I'm ripping the guy, and I really don't want to do that. But so I don't know the guy. But like I look at like little things jump out to me. They, I don't remember the spot. The hard camera was shooting. Mendoza was selling, and uh, uh, Ono was walking towards the camera to grab his opponent while he was down. And I watched the way Ono walked. And he looked like a guy walking to grab a loaf of bread in the grocery store. No sense of urgency. It's not just that. His toes were out. His toe. I know it sounds like his toes were out. That's what I said. He's walking with his toes outward. It's like a loungy kind of walk. Yeah. And when you walk like that, to me, that screams non-athletic. <laughs> Guys who are athletic and girls are either a pigeon-toed, which are usually very athletic people, Slight bow-leggedness, another very athletic thing, or just your feet are going straight. I look at things like that. Promise you no one's telling you that. <laughs> but that's what I look at. And it looks, like you said, loungy-ish. Like he's, he's just walking, uh, you know, to just go grab a six-pack of beer in, in a convenience store, you know, and, and to, to go watch the game and have a couple of beers, you know. Why, why do you keep looking at the glass? Why? why? Um, no, it's being why? We're doing a show, and because huh? there's glass here, and you're looking, I feel like I'm in a fishbowl. Like, what What are we doing? You're in a fishbowl. I, I, I'm in a fishbowl every day. That's what I do. I'm a radio host. I mean, right. I do. Don't, don't acknowledge these people. They're I'm beneath not. you. 
That's true. These people. <laughs> that's that's that's, that's, that's not Mr. Pimento, was it? <laughs> no. Oh no, no, no. I got to go to break. Um, yeah, you do. All of a sudden, break. Uh, tell you a little bit more about uh, NXT here, and uh, and uh, and we're good to go. All right, Taz, show sit tight. Ah, welcome back here. We're talking about NXT. Taz show. Sitting here with the one and only the greatest producer in podcast history, the KFJ. Uh, yes, uh, Seth uh, the Demon Nyman Nama Nama. Nama! Nama. How do you say your last name? Nyman. Right. All right, so um, <laughs> Sound Effects will be back next week, I believe, right? Oh, sure. Oh, you're going to get hit with a lot of stuff. Bring it. Support for the Taz Show, as you guys know, comes from my good friends over at Rocket Mortgage by Quick Loans. They, uh, they understand how important the home plays in your life and with your family. And Rocket Mortgage gives you that same level of confidence that you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. So at Rocket Mortgage, you can apply simply and understand fully so you can mortgage confidently. That is the key. You guys know this. I've talked about Rocket Mortgage a whole bunch. Fans of the Taz Show have purchased homes, got mortgages through Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Okay? So to get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumer access, not all, number 3030. So, we're talking about NXT, and uh, give you a little breakdown of uh, the front end of it. Um, I noticed something, too. Uh, again, I wasn't listening to it. I saw a little funny bit there where William Regal was dancing with the Street Profits, which is pretty funny. Regal's a good dude, man. I love Regal. Know him a long time, and he's actually a very funny, funny guy. He's got that dry English humor. And uh, he's loaded with charisma. He doesn't come off like that. That's not his gimmick. But, dude, trust me, he's a funny bitch. He is. And I thought it was pretty cool what he did with those guys. you like it? Yeah, and I like the promo. Right? Those guys, I think they were they're trying a little, little bit too hard, but I like what they're doing. I think doing. you're right about that. Yeah. You know it's the cups? The cups? Mm-hmm. You didn't know it's the cups, did you? Which cups? The cups in their hands. They used to have red solo cups. What do they have now? Exactly. I don't know. I think they use black and gold in their colors. I talked about this in the past. They got to get rid of that's their colors, black and metallic gold, like the New Orleans Saints, I believe. Maybe you could GTS a photo, maybe not. I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah, you could do that. That's okay. Instead of staring at me like uh, like I'm a rhino and and uh, eating like a bale of hay, I don't think rhinos eat hay, but um, <laughs> sounds good. You know, I think that they um, they they have uh, they have black and gold cups now, which I think is good. That's called a hack. They hacked me. Um, now, but anyway, um, Seth is checking on that, but I'm 99.9999999999% sure of that. So, uh, oh yeah, look at that. See that? And it got the NXT on it, and the NXT mm-hmm. colors, which is their colors. I thought he's. I was watching on my phone. I thought he's holding a microphone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. what I thought it was. That's, that's, okay. all, that's what the NXT. Oh, well, you're always on the run. You, you know, that's your gimmick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I talked earlier about uh, Ono, maybe not having that factor, but then you know, one guy that I'm a huge fan of, and this won't shock you guys, and that's my man Laws Sullivan. Okay, Oof. look it, Laws Sullivan killed Leo Rush. That's not the story. The, the, the fact of the matter is Laws Sullivan is the man, okay? Laws Sullivan is complete it factor. Everything about this guy is it factor. This guy is a superstar, and he's close to being ready, ready. Yep. And if Vince McMahon, whenever that is. You know he loves him. Vince, <laughs> you know he Vince loves him. Lo- he's got to love him right now. And Vince gets his hand on him, man. Oh my God! If Vince real, Vince, can't you picture like you know, <laughs> like you say, Braun has uh, Strowman has this big moment, or he wins a title or something. All of a sudden, 
boom, there's Sullivan. Yeah, this you guy know? is another monster. I know, I know. Yeah. He he, you know. He's super close to being. He's still got a little things where he's green, but not much. I love know? that shot when he's in the ring. The way they have him in front of the it's light great. with the silhouette shadow thing. It's, it looks so cool. Did he cut a promo on a mic. Did he did. Yeah, that's where you got to be careful. So you got. I don't. He sounded like Edge and uh, Jack Swagger combined. You got to be careful with a microphone in his hand. I don't. Not that he can't talk. You got to treat him special. That's why you guys know I talked about Braun Strowman with a mic cut the promo. Don't don't. Why is Braun like a regular guy? Like, he shouldn't be a regular guy. Okay, he shouldn't be ever. Like back in the day, guys like Sabu never talked. Yeah, no, guys didn't no. Have, they didn't have to. He can talk, but I'm saying don't let him talk like everybody else. Don't let him hold a mic like everybody like, else. Bah, bah, bah. Have someone hold a mic and be afraid to be near him with the mic. Oh, I like that. That's called putting him over. And I guarantee you, don't do that. Put them. I had guys interview me. Joey Styles interviewed me sometimes when I was in full Taz human suplex with scene mode, and he would shit his pants. Joey, and hold that mic, scared of me. And Joey's got a history of knocking out wrestlers. We know that. So <laughs> <laughs> Joey wasn't afraid of me for real. He's my friend. We go out to dinner night before. Our wives were friends. It's called working together. Let the announcers put over Lars. Don't friggin' let him hold a mic like a schmuck. Like all these other guys. Damn it. <sighs> wow, you got like they got like Lars Stock or something? <laughs> you playing one of those wrestling games on the oh, on the internet? Just gotta do the right thing, mm. man. It's such it's a layup here with this guy. Good lordy B. Stop the pain. Yeah, he's a beast. Handle him right, kids. He's great. Um main event. What'd you think of the main event? Talk to me about the main event. Uh, well, you know they uh, they took out sanity in the back, right, and right. cages and fences, and um, like you talked about undisputed era, reminding you of NWO and stuff. I, they're great talent, and also you made me think about you said too much MMA and those guys too, Fish and O'Reilly. They, they bring a lot of that too with the, with the kicks and the knees. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's but what they're I mean, great man. to watch. They, it's actually, a lot though. It's they use a, they use the eliminators finish, the total elimination, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Morrow calls it. You didn't hear it because you muted it, I but did mute it, yep. Morrow does call a total elimination. Um, well, that's good. At least he's giving credit to them. Yeah, he's giving credit to those guys. One uh, of the greatest tag teams ever was, was the Eliminators. No doubt. Uh, I always enjoyed them. I love them. Doc and Gordy. Okay. <laughs> Travel the roads. Many roads with those two men. Uh, you spend a lot of time with those guys, uh, you know, for sure. Um, but yeah, so, look, like, I, what I'm saying about the NWO thing yeah. with those guys, just so you understand, I'm not saying it's like identical, but like... Like the music feel and the way they shot that 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 vignette in the beginning, that cold open. That's what I meant. Okay, yeah, I got you. Keep it keep it original. Yeah, just be a little original. But uh, uh, and Cole's great. Cole's a great lead oh, guy. He's awesome. But so so Roderick Strong and Alistair Black come out because they both have issues with the undisputed era. Right. And Roderick Strong's one of those guys too that you said it factor. There's times when I, I, he kind of goes comes and goes for me. <clears throat> but he's so legit in the ring, and I think he's he's getting more comfortable in NXT. Yeah. His, his personality's coming out more. Adam Cole, Rod yeah. Strong, these guys have been on a Taz show, you know that. And, yeah. and Roddy, I love I love those guys. I mean, Roddy's Dean Malenko-esque. He yep. is, and that's who inspired him. One of the guys, Roddy's the man. He's great. But I get what you're saying a little bit. But I feel like he's coming. I feel like he's he's letting himself out of his shell a little more too. I think he realizes he has to do that in this day and age. Yeah, he's he's uh he, Roddy is just a straight. Working machine. That that's just let him work. Just he's let him go too, out man. and just route. Yeah, he's strong. He brings it, baby. Yeah, no, 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 no pun intended. He's a strong guy. Yeah, he is man, for a small um, guy. No, but I, I at the end of the day, uh, uh, look, um, I have no problem. Main event was, uh, you know, what they did with those guys. You know, he, uh, Adam Cole let Alistair Black out of the ring. He right. kind of got him away from it, so that it left Roderick Strong vulnerable. 
and then they just uh, they ended up beating them both beating them both down. So I don't know. I don't like Alistair Black with anybody. Alistair Black is very different for another guy with MMA style. I don't know if you said that or you might have. No, we said that about Fish in a while. Yeah. Another guy with the Muay Thai kicks yeah. and this. And I, at least he's a little different. At least well, his look is different. And yeah, it, no, yeah. and his moves, like you said, Muay Thai, because like yeah, not everybody's yeah. doing. So correct, correct. But I don't like that he had him. You know, I think keep him always keep him separate. That's what I would do. Again, giving free booking advice to Triple H. He's um, that he's that loner mentality yeah, kind of guy. That's what you got to do with yeah. him, man. Just just my viewpoint. But at the end of the day, look, NXT was good. I, I got no knocking it. I liked the show. I, I thought yesterday's show was good. Um, and they announced that uh, you know after because they dropped. Oh, that's one thing that bothered me too. I want to tell you. Uh, they took Aleister Black and Adam Cole put him on his shoulders and did an attitude adjustment on his yeah, chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And Mauro called it a neck breaker. I was like, I guess they're not allowed to say attitude adjustment. They can't say like John Cena's move. But that's, yeah, well, that's, because that's what it was, though. Yeah. I mean, um, I, was just, I was like, eh, well, well, come on. Like, we, we, we all watch all these shows. Like, we know John Cena's move. You know, maybe John doesn't want that done. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know what happens behind the scenes. You know, sure. who knows? I don't know either. I'm just saying. It just seemed like you're insulting the intelligence yeah, of the fans a little be. bit. And they also announced uh, after that that uh, 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 what's his name, uh, William Regal, came out again and said Cole versus Alistair Black at NXT Takeover will be uh, Extreme Rules. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Well, that's good. All right, look, we're gonna done, we're done here. Next week we're live. We got the the throwback snack. Tomorrow. Straight Jones tomorrow. Mm. Looking forward to that. Everybody is. Mm. For Seth, I'm Taz. We're out. See ya.